From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're with Brian McLean and Steve Hook and State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, rolling into Hour 2, State of the Nation, live right here at today's News Talk. TNTradio.live is the website. That's where you find all things TNT. Visit our What's On Events calendar. Get access to our mobile app. Our mobile app is fantastic. And, of course, that live streaming video right there embedded for you and the archives in the episodes link. So highly recommend you get on over there. Follow us on the socials, too. I'm Brian McLean out of Central Texas, and I'm here with Steve Hook out of the Jersey Shore. Steve, here we go. Hour two, hour one goes fast per usual. Yeah, man, guns are blazing in 2024, uh, and uh, it's great to talk to Gene and and May as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's going well. I I just uh, you know, I, Hesh, we were talking about this Black Swan event. God, I hope that that doesn't happen. But I am so fearful of it. I'm typically an optimistic guy. I like to look. I like to look at every glass as half full. But uh, these days, man, it's a, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Yeah. But yeah, you can you can really logistically see the potential of it, first of all. And then on top of that, we've got government officials and ex-presidents making movies about it. Uh, Steve, I wasn't planning to go here, but I have to say this really quick. I watched the uh, film by that was produced by the Obamas over the break. And it was about a cyber polygon style. If you're not familiar with the World Economic Forum cyber polygon experiment, I suggest you look it up. It's a tabletop experiment, much like Event 201, where they outlined and game played pretty much exactly what we saw during the COVIDian era there of 2020 and 2021. They did a similar thing for a massive power and communications and banking outage. And uh, oddly enough, Steve, uh, former President Obama and uh, Michelle Obama have produced a film about exactly that. The end of America due to a cyber polygon style attack that is shrouded in disinformation and war propaganda with no visible and that uh, no visible bad guy. Right. They, you just you won't be able to know. And it's going to be the end of our society. That's a pretty strange message for a former president talking about hope and change to put out, isn't it? Well, it is. But, you know, what what Obama always hoped for was change. I mean, that's where hope and change comes in. Uh, and I think it's uh, abundantly clear, uh, as we were talking with Gene in the last hour, I think that a lot of the strings that are being pulled are being pulled from Martha's Vineyard. Uh, we've heard the audio of uh, uh, Barack Obama saying that uh, uh, his dream job would basically be to control the presidency without having to be the president. And now we're seeing this, uh, uh, what, what I think is obvious. I, I just really do hope that Americans uh, have woken up and gotten off this apathy train that we've been on for so long and see that uh, things are quickly spiraling down. And it's all, uh, from what I can tell, all by design. And that is a very, very scary dystopian view. But um, I mean, you know, the evidence is pretty clear that this is uh, uh, being ordered from on high. Where that is, I guess we'll find out one day, maybe, hopefully, hopefully before it's yeah. too late. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, also building on um, what we were talking about with Gene, uh, I got to give a quick shout out to our Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton. Yet again, you know, uh, one of the, the my, my favorite politicians, uh, if you could call him such, 
here in Texas is Ken Paxton. And during this week's broadcast of FCN's Sunday Morning Features, uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton accused the Biden administration's Department of Justice of, quote, aiding and abetting, end quote, the criminal cartels operating near the U.S.-Mexico border. Here's what he said, quote, we're getting reports that there's some 15,000 people in a caravan moving up and north. Um, And look, these are like daily numbers now coming out of Mexico. Not all Mexicans, people from all across the world. We have no idea who these people are and what they're trying to do. So Texas, I feel for you because you're trying to do something and yet the Department of Justice wants to sue you over it rather than ask you for your help to end the quote. Uh, He goes on to say a few more things there, Steve, um, and I recommend that you go out there and and read his comments or or watch that interview because he did exactly what we've been saying here for weeks. He called out the administration for aiding and abetting the cartels, and I would say you could replace the word cartel with terrorists in this case, Steve. Yeah, exactly. International terrorists. And they're not just they're not just the Sinaloa uh, cartels or the Jalisco cartels. Uh, These these cartels are working hand in glove uh, with the CCP, uh, getting back to the fentanyl thing. Um, They're working hand in glove with these people. They're making more money right now off human smuggling than they are on drugs. And that tells you something because they're making billions on drugs. So that'll kind of give you some indication of how much they're making on the human smuggling end of this. And it's, it, it is so obvious what's happening. Every time Texas makes a move, the DOJ, the State Department, and the Biden administration in general lashes out at them. And it is, uh, it's impeachable uh, is what it is. And it's, and it's going to cause, ma- it already has caused massive uh, havoc. Uh, and if that dreaded black swan event, so you, you can't see one or two people dropping dead every day from fentanyl, but if you see a building come down, then you'll see it. And I fear that we're, we're, we, we're going to lose a hundred thousand a year at fentanyl and who knows how many more to straight up violent attacks. And, um, it's just tragic to witness. Truly. For all the latest community events, rallies, marches, festivals, and fundraisers happening near you, then visit our What's On Events calendar on the TNT Radio website at tntradio.live and stay in touch on TNT Radio. Abroad or at home, this is your news. By staying silent, we are part of the problem. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Billions of dollars in loans on office buildings that are about to come due could lead to an absolute disaster for the U.S. economy in 2024. Here with the story, joining us once again is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark. Ruckus, what do you got for us here? It's not looking good in this department where I've been checking it out. We're, we're four years uh, past the pa- the pandemic, scamdemic, shamdemic, call it whatever you want. We're past that, but we're still feeling the effects This is kind of related to that. No, it's directly related to that. We are looking at about $117 billion worth of loans on office buildings, uh, which are expected to be due this year, 2024, that need to be repaid or refinanced. That is according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. A big chunk of it is at risk of defaulting and costing banks and developers huge sums, sending some into insolvency. This is not the news you want to hear this early in 2024 now, is it? Owners of office space around the country took out their loans when interest rates were half what they are now and therefore may not be able to refinance them at 
higher rates, right? Uh, commercial mortgages, unlike home loans, are almost always paid interest only, leaving the original price to be paid at the end or refinanced to start the process all over again. At the same time, revenue from office space fell as many businesses downsized their premises as many of their staff were working home since the pandemic. Economists last month found 40% of office loans on bank balance sheets were underwater meaning they owed more than the property is worth. It's not good. Smaller regional banks who loaned the money to buy them could themselves be at risk if the loans default as they are not big enough to handle the losses. Moody's Analytics estimates that 224 of the 605 loans that will expire soon will be tough to repay or refinance because their owners have too much debt or the buildings are not making them enough money. The analysts predict buildings would need to be generating at least 9% of their debt in annual income or their owners will struggle to refinance. One example is the Seagram building on Park Avenue in Manhattan, mortgaged at $760 million back in 2012. I remember that. The world was supposed to end. Uh, the loan assumed the, war the building would bring in $74 million in revenue per year. But the best it ever did was $69 million in 2018 and only $27 million in 2022. That's according to the Financial Times. The light at the end of the tunnel for office space owners is that the Federal Reserve is expected to start cutting interest rates earlier than predicted. Uh, those rates were jacked up to the current 5.5% to keep a, keep a lid on soaring inflation over the past two years. But now that the inflation, which wrecked household budgets, has eased earlier than expected, rates can start coming down. Market analysts hope this will limit the damage to, uh, will limit the damage as, I hope you're sitting down for this, $1.5 trillion in real estate mortgages come due in the next two years. Wow. As this event looms, big banks such as Wells Fargo are already cutting their losses by preparing to offload debts at a discount, even when borrowers are up to date, a sign of their lack of faith in the once stalwart commercial real estate market. None of this sounds good. Meanwhile, higher interest rates meant to hamper inflation continues to push down property values by deterring buyers, a phenomenon compounded by continued office vacancies. Yikes. The pandemic-induced phenomenon comes as remote work has maintained prominence since its surfacing during the pandemic and advent that has hampered offices and now the banks providing them property loans. The willingness of some lenders to take losses on real estate loans that as of now are performing comes as multiple experts continue to warn the asset class is the quote, next shoe to drop, end quote. That doesn't sound fun. Um, following the recent turmoil in the banking industry, this increased the likelihood of another recession wrought by a mortgage crisis. We've been there. Uh, while coming as bad news to landlords looking for a new lease for their office buildings, the prospect of a widespread default and subsequent dips in demand could stifle construction and development in major U.S. cities, main, many of which are still struggling to recover in the aftermath of the aforementioned pandemic. So this spells ultimate doom, and it's technically the pandemic to blame. Gentlemen, what do you think? <laughs> Jeez, Louise, man, I tell you what. Doesn't it seem, doesn't it seem guys like we are really being set up here for the great fall? I mean, doesn't yes. it seem as if everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong at the same time? Okay. So the fed is going to lower interest rates. 
That's going to, what you know what that's going to do? That's going to start to reinflate the inflation bubble and it's going to be a vicious cycle and it all seems to be planned. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not real hopeful for this. I'll tell you this just anecdotally. I went and did some Christmas shopping in a couple of weeks leading up uh, to, to, to the big Christmas holiday. And I was staggered at how empty the malls were. I mean, all my, not, not just, not just the fact there were hardly any people there. There were hardly any stores at my latest mall. Now there's so many of them are just boarded up and they're gone. Now you can say, Oh, well, that has a lot to do with online shopping. And I'll give you that. But these were open and doing great business prior to the pandemic. Uh, and now they're no longer viable. Uh, and if that's just true of a couple of, uh, you know, spots in a mall, you can imagine what these big office buildings in major cities are looking like they're vacant and they're going to, that, that rent, that's going to come due. Ash, what do you think about it? Yeah. Well, you know, we can't forget that. Uh, well, first off, Ruckus and Spore and I went to our local mall just the other day and had the same experience. Uh, three quarters of the stores are boarded up, uh, available for lease, and the amount of people walking around is uh, does not warrant the size of that monstrosity at all. Not at all. Um, and a lot of businesses have closed there over the years. And I also saw in the lead up to the holiday that the famous uh, mall in California where they filmed uh, Back to the Future uh, which uh, was the Twin Pines Mall in Back to the Future. That's not its uh, actual name. But uh, again, nobody there. Santa Claus with no line. Can you imagine that at a, at a you know famous mall? So we're seeing that all over the place. But Steve, to your point, I agree. This is, this is a self-inflicted dumbassery. Uh, th- this is, <clears throat> you know, why did no one listen to the financial experts in 2020 and in post-2008? You know, and the ones that were waving their hands and saying, no, you shouldn't do this when when Bill Clinton legalized hyper rehypothecation, which is basically betting with your assets and your money, allowing corp the corporate world to treat the American public's money as though they're, you know, uh, Nick Cage at Las Vegas or something like that on a bender. <laughs> uh, it, it's just amazing. So, yeah. And, and I was I was going to say this in the beginning, but I saved it for the end. Let's not forget that the World Economic Forum and those that are uh, in the identity politics realm that support globalism, <clears throat> progressives, uh, they want this. They want a great reset. And in a great reset, there won't be office buildings. There won't be places we can hang out together. There won't be water cooler conversation anymore. There'll be instant messages. You'll be working from home. It'll be remote. And if uh, anything ever goes wrong, be it another pandemic, cyber polygon, any of the other things that the World Economic Forum likes to fantasize about, uh, their doom fantasy porns. Uh, well, guess what? Uh, you can maybe get some UBI. You can get some universal basic income, and that'll come to you as long as you get your digital ID and adhere to the social credit aspect. So you can just see how this tumbles into the technocratic dystopia uh, that you know that these people think that um, the yeah, world and, needs. And you say dumbassery. I I would say that that it's a little bit more. Um, uh, organized than that. I don't Evil. know if it's dumbassery or intentional, and it does seem to be very intentional. Yeah, I and agree. it's it's very very ugly. You know, they can chalk it up as oh, well, we just got it wrong. Well, maybe they got it right, and that's uh, by getting it wrong, they're getting it right. If you take my meaning, uh, Ruckus, what do you have to say, man? What do you think? 
It's quite evident, gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, everyone listening and watching that um, we, we all saw this coming. This uh, the, the repercussions of them shutting down the world. We all knew that. I mean, this is like a tidal wave and we're just we're just been waiting. Uh, they, they mentioned in this article here from uh, the Daily Mail um, that, that the experts warning about the asset class of real estate to be the next shoe to drop. There's still plenty more shoes to drop folks unfortunately we still got to deal with the supply chain issue uh, all sorts of scary stuff so uh, hold on to your butt we're not out of the woods yet when it comes to the pandemic un unlike what our sitting president said during uh new year's eve yeah yeah exactly well said ruckus and thank you for the report we'll look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow right here on state of the nation at today's news talk tnt radio tnt radio's patrick henningsen there's a dark cloud which is gathering over ukraine this has been an absolute disaster in the last month alone as it reported previously ukraine's lost thirteen thousand troops in october so what does that mean well you can guess that recruitment is probably down so right now the government in kiev the zelensky government doing forced conscription. Morale is at an all-time low. Uh, we've also seen conscientious objectors uh, who are taking to social media like Telegram who have reported uh, that they were just finished a six-month prison sentence uh, after refusing to go to the front line. Some of the forced conscripts rebelled, were imprisoned for six months, did a six-month sentence, and then the day before their release, they were put into a van and then sent to the front line. I kid you not. Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to TNTradio.live. The Net Zero Con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back to State of the Nation on TNT. We're very happy to be joined by our next guest, Tyler Nixon. He, of course, was a lawyer to President Trump's former campaign advisor, Roger Stone. And during the Russia hoax uh, investigation, he was questioned by uh, Robert Mueller's team over there. Boy, what a bunch of great white hats they were, huh? At any rate, we're very happy to welcome Tyler to the show now. Uh, Tyler, hello, sir. Happy New Year to you. It's great to see you again. Um, let's just dive right in. Um, it looks like every recent poll that's been coming out is really voting very, very well for President Trump, former President Trump, perhaps future President Trump. Uh, Democrats are losing their collective crap over this. I'll just put it that way. And uh, I think they've they've reached for the panic button. Um, but what do you think when we see these polls coming out, Hispanic Americans, black Americans, young Americans, uh, it's not trending well for the for the DNC. What are they going to do to stop Trump if the lawfare doesn't work? Well, uh, first of all, happy New Year. It's great to be with you, uh, Steve Hesher. And, um, you know, here's the thing. Uh they basically stole the election. They stole the presidency. They stole the government. Um, they have no choice. I, you know, I've come to this. I've, I've sort of analyzed it and thought about it quite a bit. And you look at everything they've done, the, the leftists, the, you know, the sort of the, the deep statists, whatever you want to call them, over the last, say, two, well, three, three to four years, uh, you know, even, even 
leading up, just leading up to the 2020 election, uh, including the January 6th nonsense. And it comes down to this. They cannot have Trump on the ballot and they cannot have him win, obviously. But the reason they can't have him on the ballot is because they're, they have set up and, and basically uh, embedded election fraud on a systematic level, I believe. Um, and, and, and anybody who thinks that the election of 2020 was not a rigged, absolutely stolen, and, and when I say stolen election, it wasn't a stolen election. They stole our government from us. They stole uh, you know, democracy itself. And, it, and it's just laughable, the, the sanctimonious hypocrisy that, that emanates from, you mentioned, white hats on, you know, like Mueller's team. I mean, this is the same ilk. These people are truly vile, evil, however you want to say it. Um, they, they really, uh, you know, you look at, look at, for example, Georgia. Why is Trump being prosecuted at the state level in Georgia on RICO? Why? Because Georgia is one of the epicenters of the theft of that election. If you look at, it's come out recently, and by the way, getting back to the larger thing, Carl Rove recently came out and said he thinks Trump's going to win in 2024. In addition to, there was a New York Times uh, um, opinion piece that said, you know, Trump is the candidate of normalcy. And, you know, amen to that, obviously. Um, you know, and here's the thing is, is Georgia, when, when Raffensperger, that, that, that rhino, I mean, it's not even deserve, deserving to be called a rhino. The secretary of state there, the crooked, corrupt, deceitful, lying trickster, uh, posing as you know, as some sort of oh, I'm just an I'm just an election official. I'm this these people are truly vile. He basically lied to Donald Trump when Donald Trump called uh, Raffensperger right in the in the thick of the the cont contests that were going on. He told them, and and Trump had had information about ballots being cast, and correctly so, from addresses and from people who were not eligible to vote whether they moved out of the state or whatever the case, they were not eligible. These were these were ineligible votes. They were never canceled. They were counted. And he lied. He said, no, there's none of that. Raffensperger lied to Trump over the phone and then had the had the gall to record it. And then they've used this, obviously, as, oh, he's trying to he's he try. He said, you know, you need to find those votes. They took what, you know, 10 seconds out of a one hour long conversation not only did they try to hang him with it for at least what since since the conversation was leaked, I don't know, a few months after it took place. But now he's facing these these criminal, these insane, ridiculous, perverse criminal charges in Georgia. And it all comes down to this. They cannot afford to have Donald Trump on the ballot because they know that if he if they have to steal the election from him again or steal the presidency from him again, it's going to lead to the exposure of their entire syndicate, the entire, uh, all the mechanisms, all of the electronic uh, uh, sort of cheating devices and, and uh, backdoors and all the vulnerabilities that they've put in place to steal, to basically just manufacture elections however they want them to come out. And that right. would not have happened if you think about it, if it was just, you know, say DeSantis versus Biden. They'd be like, oh, well, DeSantis lost. There wouldn't be a big, but they know that Trump will not stand for it because they know Trump has huge support. They see it building and they cannot afford to have him on the ballot, much less win, because they'll have to cheat to the point where it will expose the whole scam. And, I, and the thing that we need to do it, we, it, that everybody needs to be focused on, this country needs to return to paper ballots. It has to happen or we will never, ever have our republic 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Tyler, and thank you for saying it so succinctly. You know, because we now, over the the period of the last two cycles, from 2020 and 2022, thanks to the work of so many great people, you know, uh, VoterGA.org, um, um, uh, Greg Stenstrom, and and Leah Hoop, so many people doing great work on this. We now know. And this is just a this just off the top of my head while you're talking here. The, this machinery that we're discussing, it involves the things that create these holes, these vulnerabilities, these opportunities for deep state agents to defraud our country over our votes, is an activist media number one, uh, a deep state media, uh, a lack of cybersecurity, well stated and understood cybersecurity, which could take care of a whole bunch of this right away. Logic and analysis testing on the machines not happening. Chain of custody not being respected. Mail-in ballots. I'm talking to you, Covidian cult. Shady corporate international vote machine companies. The secretaries of state. The county recorders. Activist judges. Activist DAs. Teams and legions of activist lawyers. Activist poll watchers activist ballot harvesters, and generally speaking, state officials and politicians ratifying changes in the voting process that have allowed all this monstrosity to happen in the system, Tyler. That's what it is. It's in the public's face. Everybody knows it who has looked into it at this point. So with that in mind, after we take this brief headline, I want you to expand on this because even Vivek was saying a similar thing to what you're saying and what we've been talking about in our last couple of discussions with you, which is they do not want Donald Trump on that ballot under any circumstances. And Vivek was very clear about it. Uh, that will That is the ultimate goal of the DNC and of the deep state and probably large portions of the RNC too. We'll be right back with Tyler Nixon right here on State of the Nation at today's News Talk. TNT Radio News. Huge news. news, news, news. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Iran's Alborz destroyer navigated through the Bab al-Mandeb Strait entering the Red Sea on Monday, as reported by Iran's state-run news agencies. This movement came after a confrontation in the same area between U.S. warships and Yemen's Houthi militants on Sunday. The Times has reported that Britain's arsenal has been significantly depleted due to continuous arms supplies to Ukraine since February of 2022, amounting to over 4.6 billion pounds. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNT Radio. Dot live. Okay, now, Tyler, uh, sorry for the exhaustive list of vulnerabilities there before we went into that headline, but oh, I'm that was sure awesome. that must... That must um, that must spur something for you. I mean, uh, what do you what have you heard about, like, say, county recorders that we could look to? Let's put some examples on this. Well, I mean, you're dealing with a massive criminal conspiracy when you think about it. I mean, these people, I mean, a lot of people. This is why it, it's it's such like a mass movement of hatred towards Trump in at the app operational level of these these parties and these, you know, these political operations, because these people are all in on this. 
they have some level of culpability and not if not knowledge um and the vulnerabilities that they have set up and it's you know it's, i find it uh, funny that did i guess it was about maybe 50 well no coming up on uh, 20 years ago um they they did a commission you know to look into the different uh voting system the black box voting system was a big deal because the democrats are saying that you know uh was a diebold was owned by you know people related to vice president cheney and they stole the election in ohio you know all this kind of stuff and i wouldn't surprise me one bit but you know and and this was a big deal for for democrats for a number of years and then suddenly they just went silent about it you know i also curious how they just have no, no longer have those concerns anymore about black box voting and we know damn well why it's because they saw hey you know what we can do this we can take this over and we can use this system to our advantage and and forever um and that's exactly what they did and the republicans the good republicans are flat-footed on it uh and as you said they have the media on their sides here in colorado for example uh uh, uh tina peters the mesa county clerk this poor one a gold star mother her son was a navy seal he's killed uh in afghanistan afghanistan or iraq i'm not totally sure her husband just passed away she was basically uh very suspicious of the the uh, manipulations that were going on involving dominion uh this company that that uh, sued fox news and and you know rupert murdoch couldn't have been over you know or bent bent over let's just say quickly enough to pay them some sort of ridiculous absurd settlement um and and run by and one of the top engineers there is, is a real scoundrel uh, i'm not going to mention his name because he's suing everybody who dared even question him um but point is tina peters was suspicious of this because there were uh you know there were a lot of anomalies but also she so what she did is she brought somebody in to simply take an image of the election data on the machines at the time just simply to not not to meddle with it she has the fbi kick her door in she's been charged with multiple i think 10 felonies she's going on trial here next month uh, and it is disgusting. I mean, this is just a, this is probably the most despicable persecution and prosecution of all um, because she was absolutely trying to do her job and preserve the record that these shady, this shady company came in and was doing quote updates that was, was deleting data, which under federal law has to be preserved for, I think up to 26 months after the election time. Uh, similarly in Arizona, I would urge everybody to check out, it's called State of Denial. It's a documentary that's come out that, that uh, it just lays it bare. Um, the signature verification process, the turning over of mass ballots to this company called Runbeck, that is a private company that, and they weren't even counting the ballots. And the company is uh, by, their, by the admission court of some of these Maricopa County um, election officials, can inject ballots into the process at, at this private company. Can you imagine a hundred years ago if they said, "Oh, we're just going to hire these, you know, this this random private company to to count the ballots"? People would be like, "You're out of your mind. This is a public duty. This is something you can't just turn over to. I don't care if it's a certified contractor." Check out that film. Uh, it, it really is. I mean, it, this is this is it. I mean, folks, if we don't get a hold of this. These people will continue to use lawfare. They will abuse the justice system. They will. They have this veneer of legitimacy that they use. Uh, you know the processes, and, the, and apparently we don't have any judges with a spine uh, enough to step up. Well, we've had a few, at least on the censorship in the Missouri uh, v. Biden case. But I mean, on the election stuff, I was shocked at the abdication of the responsibility of all things to ensure just a, a fair, uh, uh, transparent system of voting. 
And these systems, I mean, the idea that because we have technology, we should use it in everything, including uh, a system, uh, you know, a process that's already been known over since time immemorial to have fraud involved. People have cheated elections since they had elections. I mean, going back to when they used rocks, frankly. And, you know, the idea that we should allow systems that have this many vulnerabilities built into it on top of, as you mentioned, the mail-in ballots, no ID, no verification of the voters, no purging of the voter rolls. I mean, the canvassing produced uh, results that showed that clearly there were just enormous amounts of votes that were cast by people who were not eligible to vote, didn't even live at the address they claimed to, and somebody cast the ballot. You know, And then there were instances, of course, in Arizona where they rigged it because they knew it was going to be a landslide, which is why, again, they, I think they really have to shut Trump down, where they rigged it so the Republican voters could not, their, their ballots would not read through the machine. It was a, it was a 19-inch uh, a ballot image on 20-inch paper. And, you know, it's funny. My brother is, lives in Maricopa. He lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. He is registered as independent. He's not affiliated with any party, which he's a Republican. I mean, you know, it, 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 we've always been Republicans, but he did chose not to uh, affiliate. And he said he went in, his ballot went right through, no problem. But the guy he was in line with, who was a Republican, they ran it through 20 or 30 times. He said, he this with all these other Republicans. So somehow they knew, or I guess there's some kind of coding on there uh, that, that you know, indicates that it's a Republican, you know, their registration. And I mean, it is sick what they're doing to subvert um, that just, I mean, to talk about protecting democracy and, you know, again, these people, uh, they're demons. I mean, they really yeah. are. They're, I mean, yeah. they're diabolical. It's, it's- it's it's projectionism. They're accusing Trump of everything they're doing. Now, let me ask you this, Tyler, because we have seen some laws uh, since 2020 come on the books. Georgia, of course, probably uh, the most famous or infamous. We'll recall Major League Baseball removed the All-Star game from Atlanta because they were going to do this voter integrity law. Well, they end up, by the way, the Atlanta will get the all-star game next year. Uh, kind of a tip of the hat in Major League Baseball saying, yeah, we're sorry we screwed you. But are these laws going to make any difference? And if Trump, let's just say the whole Jack Smith case and stuff blows up in his face because SCOTUS decides to hand down a blanket ruling, which makes all of these laws or all of these lawsuits rather kind of superfluous and just go away, die on the vine. What would their next tactic be? Because I agree with you. They don't want him on the ballot, but short of him not being on the ballot, what would they do after that? In other words, if all those law cases go away and now Trump can be on the ballot in all 50 states, now what are they going to do? I hate to say it, but assassination. That's exactly why I was asking. We had Lou Payne on the program last week, and that's what he said. And I tell you, Tyler, if that happens, this nation will go up in flames. Oh, it will uh, explode. That's- yeah, absolutely. I mean, these oh. people are aware. They, you know, John F. Kennedy's assassination, everybody was just dumbstruck and just numb from it, uh, not realizing and not seeing the obvious you know, culprit right in front of them who took the man's job after blowing his head off or you know, having his head blown off. Lyndon Johnson, yeah. the most despicable criminal ever to darken the, uh, the White House or Washington or any public office in the country. But I think, you know, all these things, people are aware of this. They're aware of the cheating. And, and you know, it's like, 
as I've said, it's the Lincoln principle. These people cannot fool all the people all the time, and they're not going to get away with it. But I, th I hate to say it. I mean, I think they welcome, you know, they want us, uh, you know, the people who want fair elections, who want true democracy and, you know, in, in a constitutional republic, they want the they want to, they want to provoke us into, I mean, this is what the, the, the border, uh, uh, open border is all about. They know it pisses people off. They know they could stop it, but it's all theater. I mean, you have Mayorkas and uh, Blanken down in Mexico. What the hell are they doing in Mexico? You need to be at the border. I mean, we know how to we know how to close our border. It's no question. I mean, give me a friggin' break. It's such a joke, and they're doing this because they know just as much as it creates chaos in the, in our communities, it riles people up and pisses pisses in the faces of working Americans, no matter what stripe. And that's why you see Latinos, blacks unprecedented numbers moving away from their fascist junta which scares me because clearly they don't think they don't they have no concern about this they're not altering their policies they're not you know shifting course anything like that and i think 2022 was stolen too they said oh, it was supposed to be a red wave every time in history you could feel it it was like the people wanted these people taken down they wanted them out and we had, I, I was there when newt gingrich engineered the uh, the republican revolution in 94 i was working for him um and you could just feel it and you could feel it in 2022 but oh suddenly it's just you know it all petered out now we're down to like a one vote majority in the house of representatives practically thanks to you know the likes of mr you know kevin mccarthy and, and other of his ilk um you know i don't know what's going to come to it's going to be there's going to have to be a reckoning because the people aren't going to stand for it i mean you're going to see revolt you're going to see uh you know a disintegration of our society um, I mean, personally, I could think it comes down to it should be just a straight up tax revolt, just like the original revolution. You know what? We're not giving you a dime. We're going to resist. We're not going to comply. We will, you know, you want to talk about mandates. We're not going to apply vaccine mandates. We're not going to comply with any mandates whatsoever of the federal government. We don't care what laws you pass. It's not going to happen. And frankly, you need to get, you know, sheriffs, counties. It's going to take these lo localities to, to get together. I mean, people are going to have to step up. You cannot sit back in your living room and hope somebody else does it people need to become election judges they need to be on it if you care about this this country if you care about this republic if you care about your rights and if you care about having not being governed by a criminal fascist cabal you need to step up and you need to talk to your to your neighbors your friends and anybody who's willing to listen and tell them this is not this is no longer just about oh left right you know republican democrat this is all yeah. the stakes this is evil versus uh you know righteousness we're, we're facing now yeah we're way beyond the point we're way beyond the point and if uh if that does happen if they attempt or successfully assassinate trump you can look at it probably as exactly what they wanted because they've tried to put us against each other in racial means they've tried to put us against each other in sexual means uh gender roles uh children you name it you name it they are shaking the bees nest right here for sure tyler we're out of time thank you so much for your insight and analysis we appreciate you here at state of the nation i hope it is a prosperous peaceful and successful year for you my friend even amidst all this insanity that we see gentlemen it is an honor to join you patriots and, and good men as always you know you're, you're thank you, you tyler you you're doing God's work. Thank you. Likewise, my friend. Likewise, we'll keep doing it together. It's going to be a big year. That's Tyler Nixon right here on State of the Nation at today's News Talk TNT Radio. I'm Cal Fire Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez. And normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires. 
But given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding, please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown. Be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas, especially on the roads. For additional safety tips and updates on CAL FIRE activities, follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was gonna make it. I had to learn to walk again and live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right. As the town of Lahaina falls farther out of the public eye in lieu of all the news cycle and the way that it runs, State of the Nation and TNT endeavor to continue to follow the events. So many human stories are happening there, and we just don't hear enough about it in the mass media. So joining us now for an update on the situation on the ground in Maui is Barry Nesbaum, friend of State of the Nation and TNT. Barry, what's the community in Maui and Lahaina feeling as we head into 2024? Well, for those that aren't hung over for Happy New Year timing, uh, they're okay. And by the way, Happy New Year to both of you guys uh, from the paradise of Maui. Interesting anecdote, New Year's Eve, there was a statewide regulation announced, no aerial fireworks due to fire risk. And I got to tell you something, by about 1130 on New Year's Eve, Monday night, the sky blew up like a war zone. Nobody listens to the government anymore here. I've never, ever seen so many fireworks in the air. And why? Quite simply, people are saying they don't trust the government, and they're not going to listen anymore after what happened with the fire situation. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I can almost understand that, although you'd think that they'd be a little bit wary over the over the thought of another one. I guess they're, they're thinking, well, it's all burned up now anyway. But let's ask you this, Barry. Um, now that we are into 2024, and now that we saw the government, both the local and the federal government, drop the ball so tragically, 
uh, as far as the, the residents of Lahaina are concerned. Um, what, what has been the fallout since? I mean, do we still, I remember we had you on shortly after this event happened and we were all concerned about, uh, developers coming in there and trying to buy people out of their property at dirt cheap prices because, well, there's nothing left there anymore. Uh, has anything come of that or has, has anybody in Lahaina been made whole or even halfway whole yet at this point? Oh boy. There's so much to tell you guys, uh, to begin with. It's, we're talking about August 8th, right? We're now in January, 2024. Lahaina is still off limits. We, the residents have still not been allowed in. It's still illegal to go into Lahaina. It's still guarded by the National Guard. It's still illegal to fly a drone over Lahaina. And it's still illegal to take a boat in from the water into the harbor because well, it just is illegal. So it's very hard to say what's going on in the town. I happen to have interviewed last week one of the largest grading contractors on Maui. He just got the contract to, well, I guess you'd call it clean up the fire. He says it's going to be a year to a year and a half project. They're going to take every stick out of Lahaina town and then go down six inches and haul all the refuse to a temporary dump site because the federal government, specifically FEMA and the Army Corps of Engineers, think there's toxicity in that waste. So let's just dig it all up and dump it right up the road. They're going to wrap it in plastic bags. This is not a joke. And then find a place to take it permanently. The rumor is China, and China will just burn it. Oh, well, isn't that where they took the uh, the remnants of the two towers, if I recall? The stuff got put on boats and taken off to another country. And, you know, I'm not going to throw any theories out there, but this is one of those things where one must wonder, uh, are we talking about removing toxicity or are we talking about removing evidence? Okay, and, you know, maybe there's evidence to be removed. Maybe the evidence is only scientific in value, Barry, but the fact that they're just going to scrape the ground and take it all away leaves a lot of questions that beg to be answered. For example, our, our friend and producer Kimberly sent me a video today of a young man in, uh, in Lahaina area who collected a frog, a frog corpse from ground zero. And it was frozen and petrified in a manner that almost looked as though it was in mid hop and just completely froze. Now, I don't know what that is, what that means, what could cause that. I'm sure there's an explanation, but I would think a little bit of science and evidence exploration might be required. What, what do you think about that? Well, I, I obviously I've worked with Kimberly for years. She's a delight. Um, I don't know where she got the frog video, but I can tell you this. I'm not ready to sign up to be in your conspiracy boat, but I'm thinking about it. After I tell you this, you might be for sure. Look, you still can't stop on the highway and take a picture of Lahaina without being arrested. I'm dead serious. You can't enter Lahaina without being arrested. Why? Supposedly, residents are now being uh, allowed back in. I happen to know one personally. Um, who works with me. She was allowed to go see her place for a very limited time, accompanied by the government. 
and then she was escorted out. Why the secrecy? You've got a natural disaster in East Palestine that is, oh my God, megatons of poisons and people are driving in and out and taking pictures and so on. Why can't we see Lahaina? There's something yeah. that we are not allowed to know. I'll tell you something as far as how the residents are reacting. The mayor, Mayor Bisson, has had a couple, and I mean a couple of press conferences. He is screamed at by the local press. Where are the numbers? Where are the missing kids? When are we gonna get to get into Lahaina? When are we gonna find out what the permanent solution is gonna be? And he just says, if you're gonna yell at me, I'm gonna leave. And, they, and, and the press, it's a bunch of locals that do the no, local newspaper. They well, look, we're just trying to get answers to the questions. We have, and this is not a joke, 6,000 homeless here that lost their residences plus their businesses. They're living in temporary shelters at the Hyatt, the Sheraton, the Hilton, at enormous prices being paid for largely by the government. They're not being told where they can go. There's no permanent housing being built. There's no long-term shelter being built. So when you go to the beach, if you were a tourist, let's say you bring your family, you're going to walk down the beach on Kanapali Beach, which is next to Lahaina. It's the number one beach in America the last 10 years. And you're going to run into two or 300 homeless living on the beach in front of each hotel. Literally in tents. There's Jeez. nowhere for them to be. There is nowhere for them to go except off the island. Yeah, well, and, and uh, you know, this is the thing, Barry. Uh, I, I'm with you as far as the uh, the tinfoil hat conspiracy club. It, it it it's it's a it's a membership that I that, that I don't like uh, you know I don't like to sign up for. But when you start seeing these kinds of signs uh, where the government will not even allow you to fly a drone over, much less visit, it does beg the question: Why? For what, to what end are you preventing this? Now, we could say, oh, the fire started because uh, the power company forgot to turn off the power or negligently forgot to turn down the power when these high winds were there, uh, power lines fell, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, there's your causation. Okay, well, if that were true, then why don't you just let us see where that happened? But they won't let you see a damn thing. What do you suspect? What, well, let me ask you this, weird. Barry. What, what 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 do the residents suspect? Do they suspect this was all a big conspiracy? Well, I'll tell you something, I, and I, I think I might have mentioned this before. Um, one of the helicopter operators uh, gave me a tour, and we were up in the helicopter, and her co-pilot was saying, "We can't get inside the zone." And I said to her, "There's a no-fly zone. You're the number one helicopter operator in the state." and you can't get closer than hundreds of yards off the coast. And she said, I'm not gonna risk it. I'm not gonna risk losing my license. So I said to her, you fly over the airports, you fly over the Navy base, you fly over the Army base, you can fly over the volcano, but you can't fly over Lahaina? She said, no, I can't risk the company's licenses. And I asked her, what could be so bad or so secretive that you can't put your helicopter with your thousands and thousands of hours and all your licenses over the city. 
And she said, I don't know. There's never been anything like it here. Never been a no-fly zone like this before. I don't know why. I haven't been in to see it. I can't tell you. But why would you bring in 50 unmarked police cars that sit on the highway, unmarked cars, next to signs that say, if you stop, you can be arrested. Jeez. And if you stop your car, and I, I did it on my motorcycle when I had a famous artist here and he wanted to do a painting, we stopped for a minute and we uh, our two motorcycles were surrounded. You have to leave. You have to move right now. We didn't even shut the bikes off and we had to go. And we Jeez. said, why? And they said, orders. Who are the orders coming from? Nobody knows. Where's the law? Nobody knows. And yet there's signs everywhere. No stopping no pictures, no overflights, no drones. I don't know why, but it sure is curious at minimum. Maybe it's time to take out the aluminum foil and build us a hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. We could make it nice, nice and fashionable for 2024, Barry. You know, because the, the official story, much like many official stories, would be quite easy to prove to the public it would be much easier to be forthcoming with the public. Uh, show them the evidence, show them the dirt, show them whatever they need to show to back up the information, much like they could have done with the whole COVID thing. That's a whole nother set of things there. But it's like when they want to shut down the public's ability to be involved in the intellectual pursuits of knowledge gaining and searching for truth, uh, it really does raise a red flag. Now, now, Barry, we've got about one minute left, so I need you to be brief with this one, but I'm curious if there's been any um, updates in the water rights aspect. I know that's a deep topic for one minute, but if you could address that briefly. The, the, the fight here is between the native Hawaiians that mostly control the natural resources and the state of Hawaii, which the government is in Honolulu, which is a different island that's on Oahu. And water rights is, are, are a very big deal. And it's not just the right to get it to water. It's who controls the distribution. And as we've talked about on your show before, water was restricted on fire day. Nobody knows exactly why. And no one knows how it's going to shake out in the future. I can tell you, there's a lot of angry people here. And there's no solution where people are going to live, where they're going to get the water, why the fire was caused. There's no investigation made public. And here's the greatest. The court system is so clogged with lawsuits, you can't even get a court date. Great. It's, it's absolutely great. insane. Oh, I mean, my gosh. Unbelievable. Wow. And I mean, well, that is, I mean, but that, that explains why they lit fireworks true. off. They really don't give a rip what the government says anymore. They're fed up. <laughs> They're totally fed up. And you can understand why. Yeah. All right, Barry. Well, we're just about out of time right here. We really want to thank you for all your work and for rejoining us here at State of the Nation. We'll keep in touch. We want to hear what else happens as this moves forward. A lot of uh, I's to dot and T's to cross. Barry Nesbaum, thank you so much for joining us here on State of the Nation. Steve Hook, thank you so much. Great job today. All our guests, thank you. Thank you for watching and listening to us here at Today's News Talk. And stay tuned for the Misty Winston Show coming up next right here at Today's News Talk, TNT Radio.